This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Talk by pro wrestling fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 438. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Also joined here by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. And unfortunately, Chris can't be here today, but you can follow him on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Collectively, at Marking Out on Twitter. You can check us out, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. From July 1st to the 8th, they will be doing a 20% off sale. Just use the code AMERICA. We were right. We predicted that last week. Uh, Facebook.com slash Marking Out. YouTube.com slash Marking Out 11. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. And as you heard us discuss last week on the podcast, um, we're new to Instagram, Instagram.com slash, or <laughs> Instagram.com, marking out <laughs> 11 on Instagram. So you could give us a follow there. You could tell people, follow these people on Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, those are the plugs that uh, we're doing. <laughs> yeah, Dave, it depends on the week. Yeah, Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, I uh... I guess it depends on the week, because I was going to start scrapping it a little bit. What do you mean? The uh, the intro with all those plugs. I oh, was like, yeah. what? Like, well, I mean, this, one, this week's important. you got to push the t-shirt sales. you got to push the new IG. Is that yeah, what kids that, say? No. I have no idea. The, the new yeah. Insta? Is that what, I yeah. think that's what kids say? No, that's, that does make sense. That, that does make sense. I could understand that then. But, yeah, everything is going really great. Uh, I love this weather. I love well. this weather. What about you? How are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. So you're not a fan of this weather? Uh, I'm not not a fan of it, but like as I, I saw some places are already like reaching temperatures of like 101. Right, and it's right. like, uh, I don't want to be part of that. Are you schwitzing over there? <laughs> no, not yet. Oh. I haven't like sat outside long enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Although, well... Why? Well, last last no, well last Thursday when it was like thunderstorming and pouring, mm-hmm. I was uh, going to see Adam Sandler with Rob Schneider at Jones Beach, and oh, yeah. how was that? I thought it was really good, but luckily it just like it poured, it thunderstormed, and then as the event time was supposed to happen, it just like cleared up, and when when we showed up to Jones Beach, it was like burning hot. And then oh, once, sure. but, but then once we got up to the seats, it was like a nice breeze going. We were all the way up, so mm-hmm. sun was blocked. It was nice. That's pretty cool. So it sounds like it was a good, good little uh, comedy show. Yeah, they had um, the the guy that's uh, in a majority of the Adam Sandler films made an appearance there with the uh, the guy with the cross eyes, cross eyed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Eyes, I should say. Uh huh. He made a surprise appearance at the end, but it was really it was cool. They had. Um, uh, some somebody opened and did like five minutes to warm up the crowd. Then Rob Schneider came out, did stand up for like thirty minutes or so. That's pretty cool. And then Sandler was on for like an hour and a half, maybe. And what did he like? What were some of his jokes? Like, what was his basis of like 
like what was he going on? Uh, a lot of it was uh, vaginal jokes. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, huh. a lot of those jokes were about his wife's vagina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, and then he would also he would sing songs during it too, so it was cool. Got to hear um, "Grow Old" with you. Mm-hmm. That he redid for his comedy special. Uh, I don't believe any of mo, mo, well, except for the "All I Want to Do Is Grow Old with You." I think that's the only lyric that's the from the original song from the Wedding Singer. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Um, that was pretty cool. And he played the the Chris Farley tribute song, which was uh, really cool to hear live. Do they have like a uh, a slideshow? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he gave right, out so- his he gave out his home address. What? <laughs> yeah, from when he lived in Hewlett. Oh, that's funny. For some reason, I think there was just like there was a kid in the audience wearing a Paul Crew jersey, so he like called he called the kid up and like said hello to him and was like, "Oh, where are you from?" And the mm-hmm. kid's like Hewlett. He goes, "Oh, I used to live in Hewlett," and then gave the address. It was funny. That is pretty cool. So yeah. he seemed really like really uh, down to earth. Yeah, Paul Crew, by the way, if you don't know, is the uh, main character from The Longest Yard, which was the remake, remake that he did of the Burt Reynolds film, which also had uh, Burt Reynolds in it. Goldberg was, was in it. Kevin Nash was in it. Greg Colley, um, I think, was in it, if I remember correctly. He was. Yeah. Yep. Same thing was... Um, was Stone Cold in it or no? Yes. He was? was? I don't know. I don't know if he was in was The Longest he? Yard. No. I know no. Goldberg definitely was, and so was Kevin Nash. Goldberg, Kali, Terry Crews, I think. Yeah, Terry Crews, I believe, was in it, too. Um, who's the other big black guy that went into wrestling? Warren. You, Warren Sapp? No. Yeah. I think I think so. Warren Sapp? I think so. Yeah. That was a good movie. I liked it, yeah. Yeah. So. But, yeah, so that was cool because, like, I mean, I've wanted to see Sandler for a long time, and then he started doing stand-up, and uh, it was never an opportune time to go, and then he announced the show at Jones Beach, and mm-hmm. I went. It was really... It wasn't anywhere close to being sold out or anything, but but whatever. And it sucks. They were, like, they were going hard. Well, they said they were going hard on, like, people taking pictures and stuff. Like, if you need to take your phone out, you need to do it out in the hall. Otherwise, really? you'll, you'll be ejected or whatever. But uh-huh. I, I didn't see anyone. There were tons of people out with their phones or with their yeah, phones I would, out. I would want to take a picture of Sandler. Yeah, well. Which, see, in, in like a, a case like this, I don't get it because the stand-up special is already on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So the same material is already out there. So I don't know what, like, you could be like, oh, I, I like, I, I understand it if you're doing stand-up and you have a special to be coming out. Yeah. That you don't want your material, like, oh, I can't have this out yet. No pictures, mm-hmm. no video, whatever. But if it's already out there, then I don't see why, like, you shouldn't have any problem with people taking pictures. But it said they were recording it. I don't I don't know what they would be recording it for. Mm-hmm. So we'll see with that. But, um, yeah, it was really cool. And uh, I grilled some burgers again this week. Nice. What did you What did uh, you put on? I was about to ask. What did you grill? I, what I, did you put on your burgers? I put the uh, Jamaican jerk seasoning on it, but like, okay. I, I don't feel like it gave it any flavor. Oh. So I, I kind of wish I used the Jr's grilling seasoning. I still think that that 
you got me hooked on that um honey bar uh what was it the honey mustard i thought it was really good oh yeah and then i uh i saw toy story 4 this this monday what's your review of it uh well not really a review but <laughs> i thought it was good I've been seeing really negative stuff about it. I don't know what kind of negative comments you've been seeing. It, been was, seeing it was fun to it, hear the cast again. I, I was just seeing that it didn't live up to expectations and that it left more to be desired. I disagree. It definitely opened up for a sequel, but for like a Toy Story 5. But uh-huh. as far as the, as the film goes, I, I definitely enjoyed it more than I did too. It didn't do too good in the box office, I don't think. I, I, don't I, I think I think that it underperformed i don't know but i feel like everything for uh disney always like you have that mentality that it's going to it's supposed to be at the top yeah i don't know but i i thought i, I honestly i i would i like the movie i liked the movie uh-huh i like that they were able to use old lines of uh don rickles to give mr potato head some lines in the film uh-huh. I like some cameos. Wait, what do you mean about that? Well, because Don Rickles died in 2017, yeah. so they used old, like, recording materials that they have of his. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And they gave, I think he had, like, two or three lines total, but... Uh, but yeah, it was, I popped at some of the, like, the cameos during one scene. Uh-huh. I, d- I don't want to spoil it, but if, like, if you recognize their voices and you see it, I think you would pop, too. The Rock. The Rock was in it, wasn't he? <laughs> I no, knew it. The Rock was not in it. The Rock was but in I, it. I still, He's I still covering think up. I posted it to our newest Instagram account at MarkNow11 uh-huh. on Instagram. That uh, since Mattel took over the the toy line for WWE, I always thought it'd be cool to have like a crossover where like a WWE superstar would be playing an action figure version of themselves in the Toy Story franchise, but that that never happened. Huh. So. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, which obviously would be like John Cena, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, and then finally I saw I saw Finding Dory after years of saying I need to see Finding Dory. What do you, What do you mean you finally seen it? Like I have not seen Finding Dory up until this past week. I said How? I don't know. I said to myself that I said back in 2017 before I went to Disney World that like once I booked the trip to Disney. That I would watch Cars 3 and um, Finding Dory before I go. Mm-hmm. And I just kept putting it off and and then went to Disney World multiple times before seeing either film. And I, I watched Cars 3 the other week and then finally saw Finding Dory. I don't, I'm surprised that you've never seen that before. Especially yeah. because like you're yeah. a big fan of computer animation. Well, like Disney Pixar. Yeah, yeah. It, it is weird that I hadn't seen those, but especially since I went like I went to see Coco in theaters. Mm-hmm. So, but well, it, you it saw just, it in just... a theater. You didn't see it in theaters. Say that again. You didn't see it in theaters. Yeah. You saw it in a theater. Right. Well, I mean, did did you go to more than one really, theater? It's not, I mean, the phrase is I saw it in theaters. Uh, you, you saw it in. You, a theater. You didn't see it in theater. You saw it in theaters. You saw in, it in, in, well, I guess, yeah, whatever. But I, I don't know. I guess I'm going off the, the in theaters now saying. Oh. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. But how was, uh, how was your week? My week. You want to know about my week? My week was uh, really good. I actually have to remember what I did. Um, yeah, once again, David should be taking notes on his week. So this way when he gets to the podcast, he could be like, oh, yeah, I did do that. But um, 
I actually hung out over at one of the uh, local uh, restaurants slash bars. Met up with a few friends over there this past week, and that was pretty cool. Um, what else? Not too much else, you know? You ever go to Left Coast Grill? Nope. Been through this over and over again, almost weekly. Oh, well, maybe that's because they are a sponsor. Thank you very no, much. I, I don't think we could actually say that, can we? Right? We no. can't actually say sponsor is a sponsor if they don't actually sponsor. That is correct. Okay, but WWE does sponsor us. Mm, that's incorrect. Okay, so I can't say that either. All right, well, yeah, my week was really, really well. But you know what was really well, too? This week of uh, professional wrestling, and um, there was a pay-per-view. Yeah, Tacoma, Washington at the Tacoma Dome. Uh, not many people attended it. What do you mean by that? A lot of it was curtained off. Oh. I think it was like 5,000-ish people. Mm-hmm. Really low. Wow. Especially since the Tacoma Dome could hold um, maybe like 20,000 people. Well, I don't think that they did a great job at promoting it. I mean... No, 100% not. It came out of nowhere. I'm sure these tickets were on sale prior to that, but... For a while, like I, like I said last week. Pay-per-view, like, yeah, a few weeks ago, you were like, oh, yeah, it's Stomping Grounds. And we were like, we still don't know what Stomping Grounds is. And like I said last week, if you were just like a casual fan and didn't really watch weekly, Stomping Grounds could have been a mobile game. Yeah. I could definitely see it. But you had the kickoff show with a triple threat match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Unfortunately, Tony Nese lost the title. Uh, Kira Tazawa was in the match as well. Drew Gulak's the new Cruiserweight Champion. Um, I, I like this. I mean, it stinks that Tony Nese had to lose, but he's been a champion for a very long time, too. Well, I wouldn't say very long time. It's still June. He was just won it in April. Wow. I, wow. Why, why does WrestleMania seem like it's been so long ago? I don't know. But Tony Nese defeated Akira Tozawa on 205 Live this week, so he gets a rematch at Extreme Rules. But this Cruiserweight Championship match was a great match. I was hoping that it'd be on the actual pay-per-view card itself, but... Does um, this mean Gulak's going to be carrying his title over to uh, NXT? No, I don't think so. He's, he I mean, should. He's, I mean, he doesn't really work NXT that often. But, I mean, when he faces Riddle, I mean, he that's, should have his championship round. Oh, Evolve. Right? But he still should have the title with him at Evolve, no? I, perhaps. I hope he does. But, but I, I thought this match was really well done, and it shows that people should be watching 205 Live. Yeah. They, they do moves on here. That people don't, they like, you don't use the steel steps the way that they use the steel steps on the normal card. No. They're very innovative. Uh, even on 205 Live, the camera angles are, like, almost completely different. And they're, mm-hmm. like, it's, I like it a lot. Also, I've I, also completely forgot to mention with the, uh, uh, what was it called? What was the greatest show on earth? Uh, WWE Stomping Grounds, WWE... Super Showdown. Showdown? Yeah, Super Showdown. They had a drone that they used to get camera angles with, and I thought that was very interesting. That is pretty innovative. And I would like to see that implemented in some of the other bigger pay-per-views. 
What, like uh, indoor arena kind of? Well, yeah, like uh, SummerSlam, I think, is in a big arena. Mm-hmm. Or a big, um, I don't know, a big stadium, maybe. That that could be cool. Uh, cool. But yeah, so this uh, it should be interesting. Again, it sucks that Tony needs lost, but I'm completely fine with Drew Gulak. I know. As Cruiserweight Champion. Which, by the way, I won predictions. Mazel. The only two that I had wrong were Drew Gulak and uh, Roman Reigns. Wow. Uh, But the pay-per-view itself kicked off with the WWE Raw Women's Championship on the line. Becky Lynch successfully retaining over Lacey Evans. I like that they kicked it off with this match. I did not like this match. I just think every, every single, like nook and cranny of this match was like Lacey Evans should not be on this main roster. Hmm. The thing is, I like her charisma. I like her gimmick. I like her. I like her character and everything. Yeah. I like her mic skills. I like everything about it. So in ring style is just, it's just, I don't think it's for me personally. It's not there. Like I had said, the literally the worst match in WWE of 2019 that I saw up until Goldberg versus Undertaker, of course, was Lacey Evans and Flair the week before. What do you mean? Like the week before, before Super Showdown. That was like the worst match that I've seen in a long oh, time. Oh, I'm, I gotcha. I, I wouldn't say that it was the worst match that I've seen in a long time because... 100%. Don't, it was terrible. I, I feel like we've seen worst. Um, I mean, Dana Brooke has been still on the card wrestling. So Dana Brooke greatly improved. I know, I know. Big but time I, I don't, improved. I don't think that that match was too awful, but I... I thought it was terrible. And Dana Brooke so much so has improved that I want to actually see her on TV weekly. You okay? You just, you don't watch wrestling, so... Can you not? <laughs> Did you use the hand gestures? <laughs> which Which ones? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Moving on. <laughs> Headed tag team match, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeating Big E and Xavier Woods. New day. New day. I uh, was the only one that predicted this of the three of us. Um, Yeah, this was all you, you know. It, it sucks that Kofi Kingston, I mean not Kofi Kingston, Big E and, and Xavier Woods, they were doing moves, tag moves in this that like, Brand new tag moves that won't make a 2K20 video game, I'm sure. No. No, there's... There, there was a lot of good tag team moves in this, but... Yes, Kevin Owens picking up the victory with the Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah. Uh, next, for the WWE United States Championship, Smojo, paper champion or what? Uh... I wouldn't say paper champion. I mean, Ricochet won. That was a terrible title reign. Nothing yeah. happened. Well, I mean, I I still don't even consider him losing it. Well, he, I mean, he did lose it. He did lose it, but I can't really. It's hard for me to split that reign with this reign. Okay, so if you don't, if you take that out, it's still a, a really <laughs> bad title reign. Yeah, it's still it's not too much to to he, write. He home had about. he won it in March. Yeah, and I don't know how many times it was defended, but he lost it in May. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I was not good for me. Yeah. I don't know. But the, uh, the match, this match was good. Yeah, this match was really good. I mean, it ended with the code breaker to the 650. Which apparently, 650? I, yeah, I didn't mean to write that. 630? Yeah, 630. Which apparently the code breaker word is banned from WWE. Really? Wonder why. Well. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I still like, I like this match still. I thought that, what? I didn't, didn't say anything. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Yeah, I was still a fan of this match. I'm a fan of most of Ricochet's matches that he's been putting on right now. Like, there's not one match that I'm not like, I don't want to watch this right now. I thought it was weird afterwards. They had, um, they like followed Ricochet into the back almost. And like he was, Seth Rollins was there like clapping for him. Carmella, Heavy Machinery, Ryder Hawkins, uh, Flair, I think. And then Triple H like hugged him and congratulated him. Yeah, that was definitely a interesting part for them to include. Because that they don't do that. They they I don't recall them ever doing that. And then even more so later on in the night, they had I don't know if Ricochet was getting um, Ricochet. I think was getting the the like title pictures taken of taken of him. Mm-hmm. And I think it was AJ Styles in the club cut him off, and they took pictures oh. with him. And then uh, AJ made laid out that challenge for Raw. Yeah. Um, so good. I agree with that. Uh, next up, you had the SmackDown Tag Team Titles on the line. D. Bright and Rowan picking up the victory over Heavy Machinery. Every time I see Heavy Machinery, I keep on thinking of natural disasters. I not at all. One hundred percent. But not at sm- all. smaller versions of natural disasters. Maybe like but the look only wise, but exactly. Yeah, um, not in ring wise. No, 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 not in ring. Not in ring wise. Some in ring. Some. But the fact that you have two uh, larger-than-life people in the ring together, especially uh, Otis, I I just keep on thinking natural disasters. I did not want this match to end. It was fun. For me, this was the the best match of the night. I mean, Tucker, going for that moonsault. Yeah, this match and and the Cruiserweight Championship match were, were my two favorites. Hmm. Like, yeah. The heavy machinery absolutely killed it on this pay per view. I I agree. I think that since we've seen more and more of what they can do, I really think that they have been stepping up to the plate. Because for a while they haven't been uh, being used, and we were saying, okay, we're not seeing them. We're not seeing them. Then they started being the comedic gimmicks where we were seeing them on the moment of bliss or backstage and stuff like that. We're like, okay, we want to see more Otis. We want to see more Tucker. And then they got into everything with D. Brian Rowan, and now that we're seeing them in action, like versus a op- versing, uh, versing versus opponents, facing. yeah, facing opponents that could actually go in the ring and give them a good showing. I think that it's really I'm impressed with them. I want to see more. Yeah, I really I didn't want this match then. Mm-hmm. Up next for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey retaining the title over Alexa Bliss. I was actually a fan of this match. Oh. Can you not? Can you not? Yeah, no. I was a fan of this match. I 
thought that that sunset powerbomb from Bailey into the turnbuckle, that looks sick. Uh, I was a huge fan of that. Um, Yeah, then the entire fact of Nikki Cross playing uh, at the outside of the ring, I I like this match. Yeah. It was good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. For no reason at all, they had Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah. This, I... I mean, I don't know. Something was missing from this match, but I'm not too sure what. I like the involvement with Shane here. Yeah. And we all thought McIntyre was going to win this match because of everything that happened on Raw, but that wasn't the case. Silly us. I mean, one thing I did, like, a lot was Drew McIntyre on the turnbuckle where he did that... um, they call it a, uh, like the spider suplex kind of a deal. Yeah. But that position where he was in the tree of, tree of woe and pulled himself up into that suplex, I thought that was a really good spot. I think it was during this match when um, they had a, a chase through the crowd. And. Yes. And yeah, it was. Roman Reigns was chasing Shane McMahon. And Roman Reigns went to jump over the barricade. And out of nowhere, Drew McIntyre kicked Roman Reigns in the face or whatever and, like, completely cut him off. I thought that was really good. Yeah. I I, I think that Roman Reigns is doing really good since uh, being back in the ring. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had a steel cage match with the WWE title on the line. Kofi Kingston successfully defending against Dolph Ziggler. Um, I liked how this how the finish went. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen somebody dive out of the cage to win the match like that. I've always thought about it. I've always thought about, you know, on top of the cage, why hasn't somebody just, like, jumped off? If you're trying, like, you know, everybody's always trying to gingerly just go over it. What if you just, like, launch yourself over? You win. I mean, well, I kind mean, of. That, that To jump off a cage onto nothing is dumb. I mean, McFoley. I mean, he didn't jump over onto nothing. Commentator table. He didn't jump off. No, he didn't jump off. But I mean, we've seen it before where people have been battling. (laughs) We've seen it before uh, when people are on the outside of that cage and then get punched and then fall backwards and end up winning the match. Um, But it's a, a big difference between that and like actually diving from inside the ring to the outside of the ring. Okay, well, this was a good spot. Through the ropes. Yeah. So I like that. And then in the the main event we had for the WWE Universal Championship, Seth Rollins defeated Baron Corbin. The special guest referee was not Brock Lesnar. He picked Lacey Evans, which we, uh, we brought up last week. What if Baron Corbin picks a woman? Will Seth Rollins treat the woman the same way? Yeah. To which he didn't, but she, uh, I don't know where referees get this power from because she was able to make it a no count out, no DQ match. I'm pretty sure that's like something has to come from like the higher ups. Yeah, but she was able to do it and that's what happened. She like did the typical heel, like slow count for Seth or the no count for Seth. She did the whole, uh, she low blowed him and everything. I thought that she was a great factor in this match. I thought that 
her aspect with that entire refusal of the count, the low blow. Um, the only thing that every- I wish that happened with that was her like pretending to not see the chair hits. She was just like straight on looking at them when she could have just um, like turned away to like check the turnbuckle pads or something as like to get even more heat. I think, but yeah, I'm good I thought, either. I I'm good. good. I, I'm good either way with that, but I like your idea of the ignoring the chair shots to get more heat. Like maybe she could have ignored it by filing her nails or something. You or, know, yeah, or that that could have been something. That's yeah. I guess ladies do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sassy Southern bells, I should say. There you go. But um, Baron Corbin is the end of days, and before Lacey Evans uh, helps Baron Corbin win, even. Um, Becky Lynch ran out and she fought with Lacey Evans. And then I thought it was really funny because all the referees came out to break them up. John Cone ends up making the, the pin, the count and for, for Seth Rollins. What's your he, take on that? I thought it was funny just because he's the one that cost Baron Corbin the match in the first place. The last time. What do you mean? He's the Refra- one that refreshed my memory at super showdown. He pushed Seth Rollins. Oh, okay, okay. So, I, I, I thought it, the thing. I was just like, I'm like, oh, but he's not the referee. She's still there. Yeah, but she was, she was disposed of. I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's very she, true. She wouldn't have been able to make the count. She was brawling with, with Becky Lynch. Yeah, that is kind of cool that they had uh, him with that connection from the last match, though. I thought we were going to see Rollins do something to her. Like when she slapped him. I but don't. It, I guess it, it makes more sense for, well, I mean, not that I, I don't really enjoy the fact that it's like, oh, they're dating in real life. Let's bring it onto the screen. But like, like I said this, like, I don't know, four episodes ago, maybe mm-hmm. that they shouldn't have them together on the show unless they're going or they shouldn't mm-hmm. make mention of it or whatever. But unless I mean, I, unless they go ahead and do something like this and they become an on-screen couple. So now that yeah. they're an on-screen couple, it, it works. But I think I think that even before it was okay where they were putting them together. Uh, but now now it's a little bit more showy. Now you can publicize it and now you can market it. So I think I thought overall this was a decent pay-per-view. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um big big Kudos to Heavy Machinery. I think they're the MVPs of this pay-per-view for me. Um, you know, I, I agree with you. I, I think Ricochet is still for me. But that there's a lot of good matches that were just fun to watch. I didn't hate any of these matches. No. Yeah. None, of them, none of them were boring to me. Nothing. Yeah. Way to go, Bailey. You won me over on one match. One match. Not gonna get ahead of myself. One match. I, I really don't think you've even seen that takeover match. I I have. I, I'm a big fan of that match too. I, like I, I sometimes I sit there and think about it. And I'm like, I go back and forth, like whether like that actually might be the best match I've ever seen live. Yeah. No, I I am a big fan of that match too. But I still think that. There's more to that I maybe I expect too much of her. 
What do you? What would you say is like your the the most like the best match you've ever seen live? The best match that I've ever seen live. Off the top of your head, yeah. Off the top of my head, best match I've ever seen live. Probably. Um, Doink the Clown versus Kamikaze Kid. Why did I think you were going to say Doink the Clown? <laughs> is it, that's obviously a joke, right? No, I got to see it twice. But is it like, were you joking? Are you joking? Or Yeah, no, I'm joking. I'm actually not too sure what the best match. It's probably non-WWE. I don't know. I remember almost passing out from when uh, HBK got the pin on Triple H <laughs> at SummerSlam 2002. What do you mean you remember almost passing out? Like, you don't remember? Like, we marked the heck out when Sean won that match. I remember marking out when Brock defeated The Rock. That we did, too. And we booed The Rock out of the building that night. We we started that booing of The Rock. We started that trend. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I really don't remember what the best match that I've ever seen was because there's so many. Um, all right. Well, that is stomping grounds, but now it's time to speak about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Let's get some fallout from uh, stomping grounds. Open it up with Seth Rollins. Only to get cut off by Becky Lynch. Yeah. Speaking about, obviously, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. Corbin came out. Evans attacked uh, Becky Lynch from behind, and then Seth Rollins tried to stop Lacey Evans, or stop Becky Lynch, actually, from attacking Lacey Evans. And then the four of them just ended up brawling, which sets up a tag team match at Extreme Rules. And Becky said that if they lose, they never get a shot at the titles again. To which they replied, if we win... Or they didn't even say if we win. They just said, um, winner takes all. I like that. I like that stipulation. And then they were saying how, you know, maybe they'll be the new power couple. Which is weird, because, like, isn't she married? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I actually don't. Yeah, I don't know if she's actually married. I'm not too sure. She's only really put out, like, her child, like being a role model for her. I'm hoping that this has another like rule to it though. What kind of a rule would you, it's extreme rules. So maybe the namesake or something like that. I don't know. I don't like, it's a mixed tag match. Just enough for an extreme rules pay-per-view. I don't know. I'm not too sure. I don't. I think that it could sell an extreme, uh, and maybe it has to be an extreme rules match. Well, that's what but, I'm saying. Yeah, maybe it's just an extreme rules match. Uh, but I, I honestly, I don't even know where to like bring this up. But it kind of relates to the next match. Okay. Um, and it's been very noticeable during Raw. But apparently, Vince McMahon no longer wants wrestling during the commercial breaks. So they fill it with unaired promos, which we've seen for a few weeks now. What do you mean unaired promos? Well, they don't air it on TV. So during you don't, but, you don't see Sarah Logan coming out cutting a Viking promo or whatever. 
But let's. But what happens during a ma- when a match is taking place, though? Here's the thing. As of late, you see these things that that happen. That they have two out of three falls matches. Yeah. Where one you get the the count. Uh-huh. One fall happens during the the match. Then they hit to commercial break, and the match comes back. They restart it. Mm-hmm. Which that's not. That's never been a two out of three falls like thing. So then during the commercial, that's where some random person comes out for a promo? Or they had uh, Sarah Schreiber play games and interview the crowd, which backfired this week, kind of. They asked a fan, a young kid, who the best in the world is. Oh. Mm, Yeah. Did he say Shane McMahon? He did not. (laughs) Is there a video of this? Uh, yeah, but it's not like long enough that it's like I don't know. It's not really great quality either. But there, That's, there I, is there is footage. I want to see video footage of what's going on. Uh, I, I guess I I'll find I out. I don't even know why they would put her in that position because she's like so new that it's like I, I like she's not gonna like riff with the crowd or something like Shane McMahon could go out there and do. Yeah, it was I, dumb for WWE to like give her that to to put her in that position, but. They, but yeah, they do that, I, and then they, they like I said, the two out of three falls matches. They have um, single matches that turn into tag matches, or tag matches that turn into even bigger tag matches. I have to see like when I go to Monday Night Raw, I'm curious to see what happens because I don't understand how. I like it because I like the I never liked it when a match is taking place, it goes to commercial, and you come back and something's totally different. Whether uh, somebody has now has an advantage over the other person. I want to know why. I'm yeah, like, but they Wait, show like happened? literally. They say this is what happened during the commercial break, and then it pops up in the little corner. A part of me doesn't like that, but a part of me is open to seeing how this works. But it's also weird at the live crowd how this is going to take place. So I'm I'm glad that I'm going to be experiencing this in July because I really am curious what's going to happen during commercial breaks. I, it's weird. That they are having so many two out of three false matches. It's not or, weird. It's uh, it's very annoying. Or or elimination matches. It's very annoying. Like, is this going to be the new trend of elimin every every match is an elimination match? Or yeah, that's what it seems uh, like. Two it, out it, of three falls. To me, that's like a tournament, like an indie tournament esque sort of thing. I can see that. Which I I just I can't stand that. Every single match is going to be the same. They're like, oh, let's do a two out of three falls match. And then later on, they're like, oh, let's do a two out of three falls match. Like. Yeah, no, that's bothersome. It, it, it's like, is that really where you're headed? Like, did Nitro, like, Nitro have the Nitro girls? Are we going to have, like, Raw girls coming out or something like that soon? I thought it was funny because since me and you were talking and stuff, I never thought about that. But. Like, you were all for the whole commercial break, no wrestling thing, because you said, oh, you go to an NHL game, there's no play during commercial. You go to an MLB game, there's no play during a commercial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's it's completely different, because wrestling, you need the, you need the crowd. A baseball, a baseball game, is it's about a team, but really it's singular. Mm-hmm. It's only up for, like, the person who's up at bat. A wrestling match is for... You need everyone in the crowd to be behind the people in the ring. Yeah. Who cares if somebody sits there quiet during somebody at bat? Mm-hmm. 
but this no, next I, match, I, underst- I, I understand what you're saying with it. This next match, you had New Day teaming with the Usos to take on Daniel Bryan and Rowan and the Revival in a tag team elimination match. Another one. And when ta- when when you get when a team got eliminated, they would restart the match during the commercial break or something, or right after the commercial break. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't. It just it's just weird. What's weird about it? The the whole no wrestling during a commercial situation. I don't know. I guess um, I have to see how it works and how it turns out. But yeah, this I, match though I definitely liked. And I like the fact that first off you had New Day. Take, uh, eliminated Daniel Bryan and Rowan first, which was very surprising. Yeah. I mean, especially because you had the revival, Wilder, uh, is really the cause of this. When he hit Daniel Bryan, when Daniel Bryan went for that suicide dive. Oh, yeah. The, to the outside of the ring. Yeah. Um, even though they were on the same team, it didn't look like it looked pretty legit to me. So, well, I mean, but like, then, I mean, obviously it was an accident. Quote unquote. Yeah, quote unquote. Uh, and then you had the Usos picking up the victory by eliminating the Revival. I liked the, first of all, when Revival eliminated New Day, mm-hmm. I liked Kobe, uh, not Kofi King, why do I keep saying that? Xavier Woods went for the uh, springboard move that he was going to do, and it turned right around into the Shatter Machine. And then once, like- and then once New Day was eliminated, when. It was a kind of like a weird finish, but revival. I don't know what they were gonna be doing. Where like Dawson was going up to to hit like a superplex, and then maybe Dash was gonna hit a splash or something like an USO splash. Dash and splash. But, but Dash got knocked off the 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 top of the turnbuckle, and just as Dash Wilder hit the superplex. Jay Uso came down with an Uso splash onto him, which I thought was cool. Yeah. And he did it off of Dash Wilder. Which was even better. Right off his back. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was a fun match. Next up, you had Miz TV uh, with R-Truth and Carmella. They were talking about uh, Drake Maverick and how R-Truth interrupted Drake Maverick's wedding to retain, uh, regain that 24-7 title. And which I thought that, was hilarious. Oh yeah, and then Drake's like, um, I mean, our truth is talking about constipating the ma- marriage, the marriage being constipated, and then still Drake Mar- uh, Maverick coming out there and issuing the challenge, and our truth still refers him to him as Hornswoggle. Yeah, which I love. Does Hornswoggle have to get paid every time they say his name, or? <laughs> That would be pretty uh, funny. Also, uh, before, when they showed Miz walking backstage, coming out for the segment, in the background was Abby the Witch wa- wa- watching over everything. Very, very interesting, right? Yeah. And but, that wasn't the uh, the only thing that we saw that during that Monday Night Raw. No, but uh, they had uh, R-Truth end up defeating Drake Maverick in a very quick match. And uh, Maverick was interviewed after and just couldn't speak. He was too sad. Uh, it's, I think they're really trying to build up the crowd support with him. 
Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I, I think that, I he mean. He still has 205 he, Live. He's the GM of that. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll forget about that part. But, I mean, you even saw that backstage where Drake Maverick, um, I believe. Actually, no, that was on SmackDown. But uh, I'm just going to jump ahead. Where on SmackDown, he tries to do it again, and then he's all upset. And then you had the entire pretty much conga line of wrestlers going at the title. Just, I think it was Titus O'Neil shoulder blocking him back to the ground after he stood up. And he's so upset. So I think that they're trying to build that sympathy uh, support from the crowd for Drake Maverick. Yeah. Uh, next was a two-on-one handicap match that was made during the pay-per-view. Uh, last uh, on Sunday was Drew McIntyre teaming up with Shane O'Mac to take on Roman Reigns, but it ended in a no contest. Um, Shane and McIntyre were like going in on Roman Reigns. Shane went up to the top rope to hit the coast to coast, and a gong hits. The lights go out, and Undertaker appears to save money to not save money at Raw <laughs> to save to save Roman Reigns. Yeah, that the choke slam was kind of lacking, though. Well, it, it made no sense, but I mean, total random. I pop for it, and it, it sets up a tag team match at Extreme Rules, which uh, I, I, weird, but I'm intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like, I mean, it's both Undertaker's yard and Roman Reigns's yard, so maybe that's like a thing. Fighting for huh. yard supremacy, I have no idea. Watch, we end up getting Reigns versus Undertaker one more time. I can't see that being a thing. Not at all. I'm just glad that we're seeing Undertaker work somebody drew, like Drew McIntyre. Yeah. That is really cool to see. Up um, next. What, you good? Yep. Braun Strowman defeating Lashley in a tug of war. They showed Braun Strowman earlier in the night pulling a giant truck. Which you're like, oh, if he could do that, then how in the hell does anybody beat him? Yeah. They showed Bobby Lashley do some strong things, I think, also later in the night. But it all culminated in a tug of war. And not too much really took place with this. Lashley attacked Braun Strowman after that, and... uh, I'm assuming at Extreme Rules we'll see a one versus one match, some sort of like bull rope match. I mean, this this is what happens when Leo Rush gets taken off TV. We got uh, we got Bobby Lashley being dropped. He's not being dropped though. He's they're doing this stupid storyline. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for controlling that. Um, you know, it it, I'm, it has to lead if it doesn't lead to like a bull rope match or something like some sort of four corners match which is probably more realistic i don't know this is all all of these gimmicks is just not going for me so i don't know what it's going to they're like oh remember when they had an arm wrestling match it's like yeah i do and unfortunately i do i don't want to remember that i don't want to see i don't tune into monday night raw to see a pose down like they they had in the 2000 what three 2003 we'll say triple h and steiner I don't want sure. to see. I don't want to see an arm wrestling contest. I don't want to see uh, a, a tug of war match. This isn't. No. This isn't color wars. No. And then the beatdowns after the match. It doesn't. It loses me. I mean, there's no point for any of these. 
the the test of strength feats just aren't interesting. Why? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was cool when they did it with Mark Henry where he would like bur- uh what, bend a frying pan in half mm-hmm. or when he pulled the truck, but I don't I'm, I don't I'm just not a fan. I wonder where this is going to be going though. It, I'm I telling know you, you mentioned... it has to be a four corners man. It has to but be. But that's what but that's what I don't really get because where's the strongman aspect? You have to drag your opponent. Hello. You have to touch every corner. That's, yeah. You have to. You're on a, a short rope. You got to touch every corner. That's you got to prevent your opponent from. It's the tug of war right there. Nah, that's true. I guess uh, we'll find out at the next pay per view, right? Or but next than that. up next, Charlie Caruso was interviewing AJ Styles about um, about him coming back from injury, and then like interrupted him while he was answering her, which I thought was funny, just to ask about. Um, ricochet and like why challenge him for the u.s championship on night one of him being back but then they were cut off by no way jose's music and the club dancing which aj styles then yelled at them and then carl anderson got offended at that well i mean he was saying like look at what you guys were in japan and now look what you're doing now and (laughs) And speaking speaking of japan yeah, once again, they were just like, you know what? We'll we'll prove it to you. We're going to show you we're not jokes anymore. But we saw the same thing last week and the time a few months ago with the Usos. So that leading into this na- next match, Viking Raiders picking up the victory over Guns and Gallows. Um, yeah. It's, Which I wouldn't mind seeing more. I like this match. I did too. I mean, Hanson's suicide dive was really sick too. Yeah. But his, it's name, just, his name's not Hanson, by the way. Yeah, no. But what Guns and Gallows, where was this going to lead? Obviously, we're going to have a – I think they're going to lose a few more matches. AJ Styles is going to try to re, reignite the fire within Guns and Gallows. And then who knows what's going to happen. Up next was supposed to be Mojo Raleigh versus Heath Slater. But our truth showed up. As did everyone else, and it just got turned into a 24-7 championship scramble uh, where Heath Slater won the title, and then R-Truth got it back and then lost it to Cedric Alexander, who then lost it to EC3, and then finally R-Truth defeated him and picked up that victory, got away. Commentary said he was nine-time champion, but I'm pretty sure it was just eight times, which means he's halfway to tying Ric Flair. He should, he should definitely defeat uh, Ric Flair's uh, sixteen. This way, he could run with that. I I, uh, I liked this segment because well, first of all, when they had a thing, a WWE.com exclusive thing that was like, oh, was, uh, something went down between Mojo and Heath Slater, where like they put it on Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh god, are we about to have to see Mojo on Raw wrestle a singles match? Meanwhile, Hawkins and Ryder are nowhere to be found. Yeah. But, uh, which still, to me, makes no sense. Like, how are Hawkins and Ryder not contenders for the, the titles when, like, why aren't they involved in that in that opening contest or whatever it was? It's weird because they were, they're former champs. Yeah, I don't see how they fell, but the other teams didn't. 
That doesn't make sense. But I, uh, I, I liked when Heath Slater won this the the title. He like celebrated or whatever. I was like, oh, I could I could get behind Heath Slater being the twenty four seven champion. Mm-hmm. And then he lost it. And then when EC three won it, I was like, oh, I could definitely get behind <laughs> EC three winning it. But Carmella took the title away from him, distracted him, and then of course the schoolboy victory. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's that. Uh, up next, Kobe Kingston. Uh, had a promo with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, they showed Mercy the Buzzard in the back before Kofi came to the ring. Very interesting. Uh, but Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn spoke about how Kofi wouldn't be the champion if it wasn't for New Day, and he can't really do anything on his own, even though Kofi, like you know, won the match on Sunday by himself. Without anybody's help, but this this happened to uh, this was before the match. Uh, Kofi Kingston, as far as the actual match goes, picks up the victory over Sami Zayn, uh, which I enjoyed the match. Kofi Kingston reversed the blue thunder bomb and pinned Sami Zayn. Then Kevin Owens grabbed the microphone and challenged Kofi Kingston to get in the ring and face him, to which Kofi Kingston accepted and then won via countout. Because Kevin Owens got hit with the SOS on the outside of the ramp. Which looked so sick. Yeah, and couldn't make the 10, the 10 count. And then afterwards, Sami Zayn tried to attack Kofi Kingston from behind, got tossed out, and Kofi dove onto, the, onto both of them. Yeah. And then for some reason, up by the entrance ramp, Samoa Joe came out and attacked Kofi Kingston. Uh, so I guess now we're going to get Kofi and Samoa Joe. Yeah, and and as uh, Joe stopped and then came back out, locked in the Coquina clutch. clutch. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so for whatever reason, that happened. But it gets, even, think, well, it gets even more confusing come SmackDown. But. I think it's important because it's Samoa Joe so, uh, still showing his dominance, even though he's just lost. I'll speak more about it on SmackDown. All right. Up next, Alexa Bliss defeated Naomi, which this match was a minute long, which is absolutely pathetic. I, yeah. You you had Naomi accidentally take out uh, Nikki Cross, and then Bliss attacked Naomi after the match. Nikki Cross reluctantly got into the ring and pushed um, Naomi, kind of like helping out. Alexa Bliss there. But t- taking out Alexa Bliss too. Not really. Well, I when she I pushed her, say, she... Yeah. I mean, Alexa Bliss hit the ground too. But regardless, which is one, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Use the code America starting July 1st. 20% off. Sure. Um, Natalia came out, made the save, and it got turned into a tag team match. This is the whole no wrestling during a commercial break thing. Yeah. And then that match started. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross picked up the victory over Natalia and Naomi. Which, with this match, it totals about five minutes of women's wrestling matches on Monday Night Raw. SmackDown had about eight or nine minutes of women's match on Raw, uh, on SmackDown. It's, it's like, is this, is this, like, not, is this great? Is this a good thing? No. You go out I, there and have five minutes of women's wrestling on, on Raw? 
I get that you have Becky Lynch involved in that storyline also with uh, Seth Rollins, but it's really that's, the, it's that's, really the Becky Lynch show. It's right. even not even Becky Lynch show. That's more to me. That's that's a men's focus. They're they're focused more on the the Universal Championship there than mm-hmm. the, than anything else. It's not about Lacey versus Becky Lynch, even though it is. It's just it the, to me that's like ridiculous that it's like five minutes worth of women's matches on Raw. Yeah. I, whatever. What can you do, right? Yep. But next up, you had, well, the yeah, the fall, yeah, the best match of the night, in my opinion. Uh, non-title match, AJ Styles. Well, this was also annoying, but go on. <laughs> AJ picking up the victory over Ricochet. Um, but the club came out during it. Yep, the club came out during this, and then Anderson, I guess that goes Anderson, into your... Well, Anderson grabbed Ricochet's foot, and then AJ gets out, it goes outside the ring, gets on the microphone, yells at them, said, I'm not having this match until you guys leave. And he made them leave, and then they cut to commercial break, and the match gets restarted. I I just, it's just like, how, how many... Is like that's is that not repetitive? That's like is there no other way around that? What do you mean? Is there no other way around it? Well, let's have a two out of three falls match. Let's have a two out of three falls match. Oh. Let's have an elimination match. Let's have an elimination match. Let's add to a tag match. Let's add to a singles match. Let's restart a singles match because somebody interrupted. Which last week I said I enjoyed that. Yeah. When everyone like got involved, like oh hello, light bulb goes off. That's why they did it. That's why the match last week was reset. Because the yeah, whole, I, oh, Vince McMahon, I, I don't at want first, wrestling, damn it. At, at first, when you explained that to me, I didn't really understand the concept. But now that I'm seeing played out more and more, I I don't know how to stand with it. I like it, but I don't, I don't want it to be overused. I like it, but we've it feels like... For, we've had this for like two weeks now or three weeks now, and it's all, it's completely overkill. I mean, there's no point for so many two out of three falls, so many elimination chamber uh, elimination matches. Uh, what's the draw to a two out of three falls match if you have it every single week? What's a draw to an elimination match if you have it every single week? Uh, I don't know, but... Once they did restart this match, this match was awesome. Well, I mean, even before they, the, the yeah, match even started, that was good too. Yeah, but I thought that this match was great. I am happy that I think that it's okay and good that AJ Styles won. I think that this match, the both of them, they 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 showed why they are at the top of the game right now. Yeah, and it ended with mutual respect. Yeah. I like the fact that AJ Styles won because I think in another match this week or last week, I like the fact that the champion lost in a non-title match. Because I always hate the fact that in a non-title match, when a champion wins, and it seems like more often than not, the champion does win, even though it's a non-title match. So they don't have to, but they win because they are champion. So I am happy to see that in a non-title match that there are times where the champion loses. Yeah. I think we saw it with the tag team match 
Well, Daniel um, Bryan did lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where with the tag team match. But I like that aspect. What do you think? Yeah, it's I, again. You don't always have to have a champion winning. Yeah. So, but that was Monday Night Raw. Now let's go talk about some SmackDown. Which uh, Shane McMahon cut a, an angry promo backstage about Roman Reigns being desperate and needing the Undertaker's help, uh, which I enjoyed that promo. It was like an angry, angry Shane McMahon, and he told people not to get on his bad side that night. Um, out in the arena, you had Kofi Kingston open the show um, talking about defeating Dolph Ziggler. And how he barely got a chance to even celebrate because Samoa Joe attacked him. Mm-hmm. Ziggler cut him off. Obviously, it should have been me. Um, but he announced that if he defeats Kofi Kingston later on in, on SmackDown in a two out of three falls match, yeah. he'll be added to the match at Extreme Rules, which I wasn't even aware was a match. That being Kofi Kingston versus Samoa Joe for the, uni- uh, the WWE Championship. Which, like, I don't mind an interbrand match or feud once in a while, but you already have Alexa Bliss and Bailey. You're going to add another one to that? Like, that, that's, that doesn't make sense to me. It, wait, Alexa Bliss and Bailey aren't the same brand? No, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are on Raw. Huh. All this entire cross-branding stuff hasn't even registered to me that, oh, this person's Raw, this person's SmackDown. It just doesn't res- Some, like sometimes it's difficult to keep track of that. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't I don't see the appeal of starting another inter brand feud like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, I, I, I just I don't I don't I don't get it. I think it's okay, but the thing is, you have well, quote no, unquote when three gonna... wild cards. No four. Oh, f- quote unquote four wild wild. Well, like it's just going to get oversaturated. I mean, you have everybody from the uh, 24-7 championship. Right. Are those included in wild cards? Definitely no. not. So tag teams, uh, it's only counted as one, I believe. By the way, I really wish King Maxwell won the title at Drake Maverick's wedding. There was no. video footage of him running around with the title. <laughs> uh, That's pretty funny. But up next, you had backstage Elias kind of guarding Shane McMahon's locker room. And Miz showed up to challenge Shane. Elias wouldn't let him in. And Miz walked off. Shane sets up a uh, two out of three falls match. Where if Miz wins, he could face Shane again. He just has to defeat Elias. In a two out of three falls match. Up next, you had New Day. Defeat Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Uh, backstage in the background as Daniel Bryan and Rowan were walking to the ring. Huskis was there. Oh, I didn't see it. I didn't see that one. Yeah. Uh, but this match, match was enjoyable, but Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens attacked New Day afterwards, after the match. And Eric, to and, heavy and, machinery making the save. But yeah. this, once again, this goes based off of uh, what I just said about the champions losing in a non-title match. But I love that. More importantly, this is where the jab, the dagger gets jabbed into your gut because this match, tag match, gets turned into a bigger tag match. <laughs> yeah. Heavy Machinery and New Day teaming up to take on Daniel Bryan, Rowan, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which to me was kind of just like a clutter of a match. 
Yeah, yeah there were machinery they, got the win. There were cool moments with the clutter. I'm pretty sure but, Kevin Owens walked off, if I remember correctly. I don't recall. But I, I think I would I wouldn't mind heavy machinery getting another title shot. Like if I, if New Day is going to be a contender for it, then why not heavy machinery? Yeah. Well, maybe we'll see New Day versus Heavy Machinery. I don't know. For number one contendership. Uh, next was that, that two out of three falls match. Um, Elias gets a pin. Miz gets a pin. They're one and one, and Elias well, ends but, up uh, getting the victory. The Miz was a DQ, right? Um, I thought that the Miz picked up his victory by DQ because Shane attacked I was under the impression that I don't recall a DQ. It, I think just Shane thought, was able to just attack because he's Shane. I don't know. According to Cage Match, it was then a maybe, DQ. Yeah, but, maybe it was a DQ, and I just don't remember it. But, I mean, they also didn't have the Mojo stuff on Cage Match, so I, it could be a mistake. could be a mistake. But, it, it's yeah. weird that like none of these feuds are for the WWE Universal Championship, or any championship for that matter. It's like in the 90s, this would have 100% just been focused on the WWF Championship. But like yeah. here, I, I really, I just wish they would go ahead and like green light a corporation, but. I mean, it seems like they're in the process of making it a steady stable, but they just haven't put a, t- a name to it yet. Yeah, but uh, really, Miz got beat down here and even got hit with the coast to coast. Yeah. Nobody came out to save him. Undertaker wasn't there. Nope. Nobody's around for the Miz. Up next, Kayla was backstage interviewing Finn Balor about Andrade Cien Almas and asked who's next. And Nakamura stepped in. Someone we haven't seen in a very long time. Which I think is awesome, and it could be really good for that title. I mean, when was last time we saw Nakamura and Balor? I think it's been a bit. Was that a... I think we've seen it on the main roster, but... Yeah, right? I'm not positive. I can't remember when we saw it or how it ended, but that could be a good feud to ignite Nakamura because Nakamura, since... I mean, it kind of sucks because him and Rusev... We're good together. I mean, specific, and Rusev was very hot. We haven't seen him in a long time. Um, but it's nice to see Nakamura back on with Balor. And I guess that means Nakamura and Rusev are no longer together. I, well, who knows about that? But they're also still doing, like, the Apollo Crews and Andrade feud, although it's taking place off camera because they did a WWE.com segment. But uh-huh. Uh, next match we saw was Nikki Cross defeating Bailey. Where if Nikki Cross won, Alexa Bliss would get a rematch against Bailey at Extreme Rules. Once again, a champion losing. But now I pose you the question: Within one week, we had three champions lose non-title matches. Too ma- is that three too many, or I is it okay? Know. I I I don't know. I'm more focused on the fact that. Nikki Cross should be in this match at Extreme Rules as well. Well, I think that that's what they're setting up. They're saying, all right, well, Bailey could defeat Alexa Bliss, but Nikki Cross defeated Bailey. So, I mean, she should be in there. Which was a, then, like a dumb luck sort of victory. Yeah, it was a view. It could be viewed as an upset. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a fan of that. Yeah. 
Next up, you had Carmella backstage looking for R-Truth, trying to find him, only to run into Absolution. Um, <laughs> Absolution pretty much giving her a fair warning. Fire and desire. Oh, that's what they're going by? Fire so. and desire? But, uh, yeah, um, they, they told Carmella to watch her back like uh, like her, or to her watch friend her Ember. Yeah, like right, her yeah. friend Ember Moon, yeah. But uh, somebody else interesting in that segment watching them hmm. rambling rabbit wow yeah yeah rambling rabbit's back there looking but uh she eventually she finds our truth dave spoke about this earlier where uh our truth maverick shows up without a ref and he was sad or whatever and truth goes if it means so much to you get a referee and then the ref comes over and he goes psych and uh that they're really it. gonna play up this pity stuff but then, I mean, and that's where he gets taken out. Um, what's your take on – so we didn't really discuss it, but now I think that was the last segment with the uh, – Yeah, it was. Okay, so what's your take on all of these? Because now of uh, the Firefly Fire Funhouse, these characters from the Firefly Funhouse that we've seen, they're in this place. And it seemed like at times that maybe they're locked in there, that they can't escape. Now we're seeing them out of their – environment of that house but it's like where who's like i don't know where this is going especially because it's like um ms kofi kingston daniel bryan rowan um and then carmella and sonia deville and mandy rose i mean it's i it could be just totally random but now these characters are out and it's only a matter of time till the fiend starts to appear in the background. No. Um. I think that at some point we're going to see the fiend appear in a background somewhere. I just I don't I don't know where. It, I don't know. But and that's the thing. We all don't these, know. these seven people are just like too random. Exactly. It's totally- well. I, I shouldn't say too random, since like, I mean, Kofi Kingston's a WWE champion, or I mean, mm-hmm. there's a connection with Rowan. Yeah, but it's it seems like it's totally random, and the pairing of who's watching who, just totally random. We didn't have a Firefly Funhouse this week, so maybe next week we'll have we'll see a little bit more of this, where maybe they report back to Bray Wyatt saying like. Oh yeah, we saw this and this, and this person said this, and which, by it's... the way, I always hated when, I mean, they still do it to this day. But like when there's like a vignette that airs, like mm-hmm. a Firefly Funhouse, they just air the same exact one on SmackDown the next night, and it's like I don't think we don't need to have this one specifically the same thing again. Yeah. Yeah. I would like it to have, like, oh, be be different. Have an air, air a different one. I feel like they can't because they're probably so limited on well, supply. Or it's like who, I mean, it's maybe people who watch SmackDown don't watch Raw, vice versa. But still, I don't, I don't, I don't that's. You can, you can make that argument, but I don't believe it. Like, I don't believe that there's a WWE fan that says, you know what? I'm watching just SmackDown this week and not Raw. That might happen come October. Who knows? Why? What's October? When they go to tape shows on on Fridays. 
What do you mean by that? They're taping the shows on Tuesdays and moving it to Friday with Fox. Oh. This, is, this isn't news to you. I know. But I, I forget a lot of things. And, it, and it's like I'm not looking forward. Because like one of the main like turnoffs of like them going to London or whatever, or we haven't... I. We have not seen this since 2011, I think, or something along those lines. Them doing a Monday Night Raw on SmackDown from Mexico mm-hmm. is the fact that it's a tape show. Yeah. And then they go in and, and pipe out noise or pipe in noise, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. edit a segment or something. And it's like, I like before smackdown was live it was like super repetitive to the point where it's like oh no i don't really care about this show mm-hmm. which to me is the is i think could be the reason why everyone would say it's the b show yeah i i i, care I, about I it. and then once smackdown went live they started to care a, a little bit more about it well, one hundred, I I one hundred percent agree with you. I think that it was the B show because it was taped. If you didn't want to, uh, Monday Night Raw to find out what happened, you had to watch in live. If you wanted to find out if your favorite wrestler was going to appear, you had to watch in live. If you wanted to find out what's going to happen on SmackDown, all you had to do is go to a dirt sheet. If you wanted to find out if it's worth watching, you can look it up online. Which I mean. Sometimes I would literally, if like I, I just would read the results every like Tuesday night. I would go to a website, read the results, be like, oh, that seems like a cool match. That seems like a cool segment. And then come Friday, come Thursday, I would have it on my DVR and I would just fast forward through it. Exactly, you would fast forward through it, and that's exactly why. It's that's why a I'm dreading. Show. I'm absolutely dreading October with WWE I, and SmackDown. What's the point of, like, but why are they going to tape it on Tuesday instead of just doing it live? I guess I'm mean, probably touring schedule-wise, but... I, I would I would rather do the live Monday and then just have them go on break on Tuesday till Thursday or whatever they do with a, maybe it, a house show in between. And it just sucks because Friday night is the death slot. Nobody's at home watching TV. Everyone's out. Typically, is, typically Friday night is where a show goes to die. Or you have shows that succeed, like um, Last Man Standing, which is Tim Allen's show, but that's on Fox now. We're, like, they're going to move that to another day now. That They have so to. How long, so what do you think is going to happen with this? Do you think it's going to last on I, I, don't, I don't know how long it'll last, but I, I, I can't see ratings being – I can't see ratings increase. Mm-hmm. Unless they do something like huge, I don't see ratings like staying the same or or increasing by yeah. much. I, I mean, as a fan, I hope that it does. Because if, if I it, if I'm if I'm watching, if I if I read on the the sites on Tuesday, I could I mean yes, I could just not read results and, and pretend it's live or whatever. But it's already out there in the universe. I know it's not live. Yeah. But like I could if I go on and read the the results I'm like, "Oh, there's four two out of three falls matches in this one." Nope. It's just like if you're watching a show overseas. I mean, I think That's what like I said. Yeah, yeah, it's just London. like you said before. It's just like you said before. You you're watching a show overseas. The overseas never gets better ratings. Like when they do like the the New Year's Eve show or they have like the Christmas Eve shows or whatever. Tribute to the troops. Well, 
Tribute to the Troops is a bit different, I think. But yeah, even still, because those are like more like random. Yeah, they're just random and pre-taped. I mean, hopefully it ends up doing well. But well, like I could sit there and watch a show from overseas that's been taped and like be fine with it. But I want the excitement of it being live. WWE goes yeah. to Japan. I want to watch it live. I'll I'll wake up at whatever time and watch it. Yeah, I it was I very, it was very difficult for me to do that for um, Super Showdown when they were in Australia because mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. started at like a ridiculous time, like uh-huh. five a.m. or something. Which I so I watched that as if like it was brand new to me, but that's like a rare occurrence because that's like a that's a pay per view. Yeah, Weekly I know. TV is not the same thing as a pay per view. No. All right, let's get back on to it. Sonya Deville picking up a victory over Ember Moon. Ember Moon, uh, that Jekyll and Hyde did not work out. I, I don't think it, there's a Jekyll and Hyde. No, no, it definitely is. It's I'm, there. I'm happy she got used on SmackDown, but like... The numbers game is too much for her. This match, it wasn't, it wasn't long enough. Mandy caused the distraction. Sonya Deville pushed her into the ring uh, post. And then Sonya pinned her from that. The finish of the match was a ring post push. Yeah, where what's gonna where's this gonna go? I mean, Ember Moon had a great run in NXT. I think it's safe to say a fantastic but, run. But where is this gonna go now? I have no idea. And it was even I I don't know like I saw it, it kind of looked like they were going in an angle where Mandy Rose and Sonya are about to start like dating each other on TV. Which, when I watched it, when I watched SmackDown Live, I was like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Then I was like, nah, there's no way. I'm just, like, over, like, thinking it or looking uh-huh. too far into it. And then, like, news sites started, like, reporting, are they going to be a couple on screen, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, uh, that would be That would be pretty interesting. I don't know. Uh, you know, that would be very interesting. I don't think that. I mean, we had something similar with, like, China and Cat. Uh, no, no, with Cat and Sable, right? Who was she imitating? The Cat. Uh, I mean, at one point she was imitating China, but that's more like a little yeah. pity pump situation. I guess, yeah. I, I, that's not like a girlfriend-girlfriend situation, I don't Have, think. Like, what's another, like, what would be a girlfriend-girlfriend? I'm trying to, like, run through Kind of, well... Mickey James and Trish was more of a stalker. But even still, it kind of, like, turned into something like that. Also, Dom Marie and Tori Wilson were kind of on the lines of that. I don't know. It, but, it but would the, be... the main thing here is there's only one superstar here that's actually out. That'd be Sonya Deville. Mm-hmm. In any of those situations. Yeah. It would be interesting to see what they do with that. But Ember Moon has to find that uh, that Jekyll and Hyde side. It, it, I don't. Hyde. That's not a thing, though. It's just it totally, you're, you're like you're writing no, stuff that's reading, not a thing. One she time, reading, she was reading the book, dude. She was reading a comic book too. She's not going to go out and fly a uh, fly into the space station or whatever. Hey, you know you do don't know comic books. You don't know. But something we also don't know is Alistair Black cut a promo this week. But finally. Someone knocked on his door. 
Yeah, he kind of sounded like uh, as if Bray Wyatt was being controlled by Vince McMahon here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he starts out pacing back and forth, talks about nobody showing up, and then you hear... So who could it be now? Who could it be now? Who do you think it's going to be? I couldn't even... I couldn't even fathom a guess. I don't know. I, I, it's, I don't see, I can't, it like. It needs to be somebody a, huge, but I don't think it's going to be. Is it a tag team partner? I don't know. Is it a manager? Well, don't I don't know. I don't think that. Could it be one of, uh, Bray Wyatt's friends? Mm, I don't think so. Who could it be? Up next, though, was the main event of SmackDown, the two out of three falls match. You saw Kofi Kingston defeating Dolph Ziggler, which unfortunately, uh, Dolph Ziggler is not going to be added to the Extreme Rules match, or the match at Extreme Rules, I should say, which I was really looking forward to seeing Samoa Joe uh, versus Daniel Bryan, not Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston, just because the, the sole purpose of me not wanting to see Kofi versus Joe, because it's really... Like the match gets announced because of a an attack. That just to me that didn't doesn't work. Is there any wrestlers that are that's out due to injury? Rey Mysterio, Lars anybody, Sullivan. Anybody looking to make a return? Fandango. Fandango's down there. Although not really because there's stuff happening with him. What do you mean? Well, there'd be a spoiler alert. Oh, I don't know. I can't think of like I'm. I'm still hung up on this uh, Alistair Black thing. And I, he, I I could tell you I read a rumor of who it's supposed to be. All spill the beans. Not impressed with it. Not not saying I'm not impressed with the superstar. I'm just not impressed with the the rumor itself. Yeah. All right, the, spill the, the beans. I'm sure the matches will be like damn fine, but Cesaro is apparently. I think I read that. I'm confused. Why would he? Yep. A Raw superstar knocking on a SmackDown superstar's door. I don't know. Apparently, it's supposed to happen at Extreme Rules or something. Who knows? All right, because he is looking for an opponent, so he's looking for someone to step up to the plate. But but then Cesaro just gets knocked out and does nothing. Meanwhile, last, I mean, week, I, I would be... last week, Cesaro, for me, stole Raw. Had the whole Cesaro Raw uh, picture of the week. Yeah. It can't be Sheamus because no. you would want Sheamus to win. I don't know. Also, Sheamus, who knows? Sheamus might not even like be an active wrestler anymore. Why? What do you mean? Because of the injury. I don't know. I'm not up to date on his injury. Was it? Didn't he have like the stenosis thing? Not sure. I don't know. Um, I, but with, with Ziggler losing this match, where does he go now? Does he just maybe sit off, sit out the summer? I don't know. A lot, a lot's going on where it's like there's so much that can happen, but you don't know what's going to happen. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back here. On Marking Out. This is Drew Gulak, and you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode four hundred and. 38 
Uh, real quick, uh, NXT announced a breakout tournament, which started tonight. Uh, the winner will receive a title shot. They're all brand new people to the brand. Uh, the the bracket itself, you have Dexter Loomis, who used to be Sam Shaw, taking on Bronson Reed, who was Jonah Rock. Isaiah Swerve Scott taking on Cameron Grimes, which was Shane Strickland and uh, Trevor Lee. You have Angel Garza, who was Garza Jr., uh, Umberto Carrillo's cousin in the, the Garza family. And uh, he's taking on Joaquin Wild, who used to be... DJZ. I hate that name. Yeah, but he explained it. It's his uncle's name, I believe he said. I don't so, know. I hate Joaquin because of Joaquin Phoenix. Why? Why do you hate Joaquin Phoenix? Because of Gladiator. What? What does that even get out he was, of here? He was a heel, dude. Uh, and then you got Jordan Miles taking on Boa. Yeah. Oh. And uh, Jordan Miles used to be ACH. I don't know why they would get rid of some of these people's names, or I don't know. I like I don't know why. Like why some some they choose, some they don't. Some like like they chosen to change, and some they just maintain. It is weird. Like I don't like Shane Strickland. Like really made a name for himself on the independent scene. Mm-hmm. Why not just keep like I get he's not like the whole like CM Punk level, but I don't know. But I'm I'm pumped for this tournament. I any like thoughts as to who could possibly win this match? Uh, uh, Adam Cole's the current champion. I'll go with Cole. What? What? What about you? What do you mean you'll go with Cole? He's not. I just said Adam Cole is the champion. Who do you think will win this tournament? Oh, the tournament. Oh, I don't know. I thought you were say, talking about a match. I definitely. I don't see any. I, thought, of, I don't I thought, see any of I these people. Switched, I thought you switched over to something, and it was just once again something that I just missed. I don't um, think any of these people will defeat Adam Cole for the title, but I'll go Strickland. Like he would make the most sense to win this. Yeah, I'll go Isaiah Scott. Yeah. Um, but some more outside the ring stuff. You had, you were supposed to have Kyle O'Reilly at the Evolve shows this weekend in Queens and Brooklyn, but he's out due to staff infection, out of wrestling at least, because uh the staff infection. But he's being replaced by Tyler Breeze, which is very Awesome. Very interesting. So Tyler Breeze will be in action this weekend in Queens, taking on AR Fox and taking on Anthony Green in Brooklyn. You have Roderick Strong also on that show. You have Arturo Ruas, who's an NXT superstar, and Baba Tunde is an NXT superstar, going to be on that card. Uh, and then Champa, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly will also still, they'll, they'll all be there signing, which is cool. Yeah, it is nice to see them branching out and doing that. Yeah, uh, and then also speaking of branching out, they e- announced today that Evolve's 10th anniversary show, which back when they they had uh, set up for the, the main match taking place, which is Drew Gulak versus Matt Riddle, the, the setup came at an NXT live event. 
which we commented and said, oh, that's that's interesting that they're doing that. And come to find out, Evolve's 10th anniversary show will air live on the WWE Network on July 13th. You have uh, Tozawa versus Adam Cole on that card as well. Um, I guess all of them basically had a, a helping hand in Evolve's start. Um, but interestingly enough, it's the same night as AEW's Fight for the Fallen. Ooh. That's the uh, the big match from that night is Cody and Dustin Rhodes versus the Young Bucks. And uh, it's a charity show, of course, but... Which it, did not sit well with uh, Kenny Omega. Yeah. But, I don't... I mean... I, I'm, I'm looking forward to... to also, they announced that Fight for the Fallen will be free. Hmm. So it'd be interesting. I guess it's the Saturday Night Wars. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to watching that Evolve show. I'm looking forward to seeing the, the matches on that Fight for the Fallen show as well. I agree with you. So it's cool. It's... I, this is, by, by the way, um, I don't think think wwe ever did a show live from this arena before it's the 2300 arena in philadelphia the ecw arena oh interesting huh so it's i I believe it's the first time wwe is running a show well not wwe but wwe's airing a show yeah live so that's interesting uh and then something is else interesting is this this Twitter exchange between Will Ospreay and Seth Rollins? I, it's pretty. It's fun to watch and stuff. You have Will Ospreay tweeting out about uh, WWE and Seth Rollins kind of going at Will Ospreay, calling him a little guy. Well, he's coming to defense and, of the locker room. Yeah, there, there's nothing wrong in what Seth Rollins is doing. No. Which a lot of people, a lot of people are, are trashing Rollins for doing that, and a lot of people are trashing. Obviously, they're trashing WWE for airing that evolve thing with again. Oh, they're scared of AEW. They're scared Thanks. of AEW. They're gonna uh, try to run against them. No offense what? if that's <laughs> that's just yeah. I don't. I, I think that it's kind of bogus, but and I'm completely fine. I, I'm. I think somebody you should stick up for your locker room. If you think what you're doing is great, then you should say that. Yeah, and that's exactly what he did. And I think that I mean at the end of the day, I think that this is all in. There's no at legit beef between the two of them. Um, well, Will Ospreay was saying he was just doing it for fun or whatever. Yeah. I mean, come on, he has a shirt now for all of that. It, it literally, I was just so like, I was so like, I was getting so kind of like pissed off reading the responses about this saying like, people were like, oh, Seth Rollins said that like, oh, they do 500 plus shows a year. Doesn't it mean that like, isn't it like kind of pathetic that like, there's not even one memorable show within those 500 shows. And it's like, there's, of course there are memorable shows. Yeah. One of them being WrestleMania. Yeah, for the most part, you're going to remember Mania. For the most part, the Royal Rumble, you're going to remember stuff. You're not going to, like, look at a regular independent show. That's not always going to be memorable. No. It doesn't matter if they run once a month. It doesn't matter if they run seven times a month. It's not something that's always going to be memorable. 
Mm-hmm. And you're and, and within those 500 dates, how many times are you actually there to see it? How many times are your eyes on the matches? How many times are you watching those those live events? Mm-hmm. So it's like to to go in there and like pick apart companies for like, oh, this fan base is better than this fan base. Yeah. It's just I get a, get over yourself. Even with this whole like, oh, AEW is going to kill WWE. No, <laughs> not, that's not it's not going to happen. WWE is a publicly traded company. I don't think they're oh, going anywhere. WWE is so scared of AEW that they're running live against them. No, guess what? They're not scared. They're clearly not scared. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that they're running against them. I mean, it's not like Evolve picked out the date or whatever. I mean, it's not like WWE picked out the date. Evolve, it's an Evolve show. That is very true. It's an Evolve show. If if WWE wanted to, like, truly, like, run against you, you're not going to put, like... Bigger talents on the card. No offense yeah. to the people that are booked, but you're not going to put like Gargano. You're not going to stack the deck. Come on, that's true. That's you're not, true. You're not even going to send some main roster guys down there for the I shows. I mean, I mean, they may want to be showing that even without the main roster guys, they could still trash AEW. I'm but... sure. I'm sure that's not even a thought in their mind. Next, I'm, I'm sure, I don't know. I don't know what to think because then you see all these things about that makes you question whether or not, I mean, they're aware of AEW. I don't think that they're fearful of AEW. I think that this entire booking of the uh, events is just total coincidence. Um, For me, as of right now where it stands, AEW died the minute they did that, that Cody Rhodes Triple H thing. I'm not praying for their death or anything. I want them to succeed, but I still can't get over how hokey that thing was and how much I cringed during that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and Chris both. But, but. AEW has uh, an event coming up this weekend, June 29th, at the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, I don't know if Chris said this on air last week, but it's the same uh, arena where Hulk Hogan joined the NWO. That's pretty cool. I believe. Are we going to see anything play off of that? Um, Maybe we'll see someone from the elite turn. I don't think we'll see that. Me neither. But, all right, so let's go for some matches. How about it? Uh, Yeah, we have predictions. Are you able to read Chris's predictions out? Uh, Let me pull it up, yeah. So we have a... Singles match. You have Kylie Ray versus Leva Bates. Uh, Chris is going to go with Kylie Ray. I am going to go with Kylie Ray. Kylo Ren. Kylie Ray. I'm just kidding. I'm going to say Kylie Ray as well. <laughs> Our initials is CBD. Is that something to you? Yeah, CBD oils. Oh, I. That's nothing. To oh. Me. T-shirt ideas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some... We, we may be having marking out oils coming out soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a three-way tag team match where the winners will advance to all out for an opportunity at a first-round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. 
You have Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, the best friends, taking on SoCal Uncensored, that being Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian, and Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Ken. Um, I'm, I'm going SoCal. That's what Chris is going with. I think it's kind of difficult to pass up SoCal Uncensored here. I mean, the thing is, because they get a bye in the first round and being a healed tag team, that's perfect. Yeah, but are they really heel when everyone's, like, going along with their shtick? I think so. I'm going to say yeah. I'm gonna say best friends. Oh. Okay. Let me adjust that. All right. Uh, you have a hardcore match. You have Alex Jabaley taking on Michael Nakazawa. Chris is going with Nakazawa. I'm going with Nakazawa. I'm going Nakazawa. Um, you got, let's see, a three-way match. Uh, Yuka, Sakazaki, Rio, and Nyla uh, taking on Nyla Rose. I'm going Nyla Rose. I'm going to say Rio. And Chris is going Nyla Rose as well. Uh, you're going Rio. Okay. Uh, we got Shima taking on Christopher Daniels. I'm going to go Shima. Chris is going to go Christopher Daniels. I'm going to say Christopher Daniels as well. Ooh. Okay. Hold on. I'm just trying to catch up because I'm writing uh, these ones. So I'm going Shima. And you and Chris are going Daniels. Okay. In a four-way match, you have MJF taking on Jungle Boy, Jimmy Havoc, and Adam Page. I think there's really... I like I don't even know how Adam Page is booked in a match like this when he's about to be booked in, which no offense to the other three people, but Adam Page is about to be in a championship match at All Out. Uh, I think the only clear winner here would be Adam Page. I didn't notice that. Like, he should not be in a match like this. Which is exactly, again, which what I said after uh, Double or Nothing, it's it sucks that they don't have TV now because it's going to be very difficult to do storylines. And you end up with events like this where it's like, oh, it's Adam Page versus three people. I'm going to go with MJF. Yeah, I'm going to go with the... against the grain. Well, You're uh, going with Page? Yeah. Okay. I think Chris Chris went with Adam Page as well. Yeah. Up next, you have the bad boy, Joey Janela, taking on John Moxley. Jonathan. I think it's very... I think it would only make sense to pick John Moxley here. Yeah. I would hope for Joey Janela to, to get some sort of victory, but John Moxley seems like the safer bet. Hopefully, it's just not a squash match. You know? I, hopefully I, don't, it's not, I don't think it will be. Hopefully, it's not real quick. Um, you got the Elite. Is, take is Chris, it on Chris went with Mox too as well. Right? Yeah, Chris went with Mox. Uh, the Elite take it on Lucha Brothers with Laredo Kid. I'm gonna go with Lucha Bros. Chris is going with the Elite. Who are you going with? I'm gonna say the Elite. All right, and we got Cody take it on Darby Allen. I'm going to go with Cody. See, it's expected that Cody would win here. Yeah. So I'm going to say Darby Allen. 
Oh. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Chris also said Cody. So CD going with Cody. I don't think Darby Allen will win this, but well, that that entire reason is why I'm picking MJF because it's expected yeah, that, that Paige is going to no. But that match just that to me that match just doesn't make sense. That's if you're going to push why, somebody for the title, that's one thing, but but that's also why I'm picking Lucha Bros too. Yeah, well, Lucha Bros, they now have the AAA tag team titles. They're still kind of intertwined with the feud between Matt and Nick. I, we still don't know what's going to happen with them at Triple Mania. I still think there's going to be some sort of rematch there somehow. Yeah. So, and that is going to be AEW Fighter Fest. The most luxurious gaming and wrestling festival of all time. Yeah. So... What else we got? Uh, Dave, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. All right, time for shameless plugs. Uh, July fifth to July seventh, Coney Island is going to become totally Stranger Things uh, theme, which is going to be awesome. It's straight out of the eighties. Uh, definitely worth checking out. I think I may have to try to get over there. I, by the way, after we recorded the podcast last week, when Chris mentioned the, the upside down Whopper thing, mm-hmm. I literally think Burger King is just, or I should say, I think that Burger King is just literally selling Whoppers and then giving to you that, giving it to you upside down and calling it an <laughs> upside down Whopper. I don't know if like the ingredients are flipped or something on like the buns or something, but mm-hmm. boy. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> yeah, I that's something else, huh? Yeah. Um, also, the road to fight for the fallen AEW episode one is on YouTube. Go check it out. Go follow them on Twitter at AE Wrestling. Also, um, Big Cass, uh, Cass XL, he posted a video recently about him facing depression and anxiety. And um, very, very upsetting and sad to hear him discuss all this. And props to him for being so open about what he went through and what he's struggling with. And it's all posted on Diamond Dallas Page's uh, YouTube site. So go check out that web. Uh, go check out that YouTube site. Go watch this. And yeah, I mean, big props to Kaz. And we're still fans of his and stuff like that. So give him a follow too at the Kaz XL. Hey Brandon, you got any uh shoutouts? Hi, this is Casey Kasem, and up next on the American Top 40, Brandon shout out. First shout out goes to Adam Sandler, which I it's still super surreal that I got to see him live, and I'm happy I was able to to see him. Uh, up next, ABC has a new television show. I don't know if you even saw a commercial for it, but it's called Holy Moly. It's like American Ninja Warrior, but it's mini golf. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it at all? Or uh, I saw the commercials. I think you might enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's Steph Curry's involved with it. I know. Uh, I, I don't know what the other guy, the commentary guy's name is, but Rob Riggle is one of the commentators. And. I think it's a, a pretty good summer show that ABC has going. Uh, and then uh, up last is All-Star Baseball 99 for N64, which, like, occasionally I use, I would say, like, John Olrude 
just like how they, I, I think it's Michael K that says the names when they're coming up to bat. Mm-hmm. So I like it's. He was on the Mets in, in 1999. So I like. You'll hear that. You'll hear Ray Ordonez and stuff like that. I don't know. I just I thought it was cool. I busted it out last night. Played a little bit. Completely, <laughs> completely, completely sucked. But I remember being a lot better at the game than I was last yeah, night. Yeah, back but, in the day. Yeah, but uh, those are my shout outs. Now it's time for Ow. is right our mark out moment of the week you got some my mark out moment of the week well brandon i think my mark out moment of the week huh i don't know what's yours well it came about sunday when i was watching the pay-per-view wwe for every pay-per-view now has the watch along event where the WWE superstars, some of them, they hang out backstage and uh, just basically chill where the three rules basically are no cursing, no breaking kayfabe, basically, no exposing the industry, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I forget what the other rule is, but whatever. But uh, this one was hosted by Kathy Kelly. The previous ones have been hosted by, um, oh, what's the guy's name? Pat McAfee. I, I, way more enjoyable watching <laughs> Kathy Kelly host this than Pat McAfee. But uh, Devon ended up coming into the into the room, which I thought was funny because they were like, aren't you like working? <laughs> but uh, he ended up he called Gallows Doc and then tossed up eight fingers at him, which I thought was funny. As in like the aces and eights. Yeah, I have to watch this. Yeah, it's really enjoyable. I, I know uh, Ryder was getting bumpers from Hurricane. Mm-hmm. For for their podcast, he was plugging the heck out of their podcast. But they played <laughs> they played a bumper that Devon did for their show, and just completely like made fun of him because he kept screwing up the the title. Uh-huh. Like at one point, he goes, "This is Devon Dudley, and you're listening to the Major Wrestling Finger Podcast or whatever." <laughs> and and Hawkins is just dying at it. But oh, uh, too bad yeah. he didn't slip and say marking out. Yeah. But yeah, I, I enjoy watching those experiences, and uh, it it it's cool. Uh, also, <laughs> I guess the way Kofi Kingston won the the match was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that was that was actually really really cool. And I mean, Undertaker on Raw, I pop for. I just miss it. I got well, so I guess this isn't this is a mark out moment of the week, but kind of like it because it didn't happen. So I was at the like I found out because I got home from the gym and I heard Undertaker like the fallout of that like Corey Graves being like Undertaker on Raw I'm like huh so on Monday nights I'm like all right past few weeks I've went to the gym and they've had Monday Night Raw on the all the on one of the televisions by the treadmill and of course I would take the closest treadmill to that television so this week I get on there a little bit before Monday Night Raw. And I'm going, I'm going, and I'm looking around. I'm noticing nothing's on USA. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn, okay. Maybe somebody's going to come over and change it during my net raw because it's Why wouldn't you just always. request? Because I already, I, I already started. And then I looked around. Because I figured that maybe somebody was just going to change it at that time. And then I'm looking around, and they never changed it. And I'm just, I was so disheartened. 
I was like, I was so bothered. I was just like, damn, this sucks. I want to watch wrestling so bad right now. But I learned my lesson next time. Once I get through the door, I'm definitely going to be requesting that they put on WWE for me, specifically just for me. Um, and yeah, so I marked I marked out for being just such a mark that I wanted wrestling so bad on that television, and it did not happen. It was just so disappointing. I so. definitely also I marked out for a bunch of stuff that happened in Toy Story Four, but definitely uh-huh. definitely not not going to spoil stuff. Oh, that means that they had an LJN figure. Uh, no. That would be cool if they did. I don't think there was an LJN figure. But there was no wrestling. It wasn't wrestling related, but... Oh. Yeah, but that's our show, episode 438. Markingout.com, iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play, uh, Facebook.com slash Markingout, YouTube.com slash Markingout11, Instagram. At Marking Out 11, Twitter, Marking Out 11, BTTG161, David Rave underscore MO, uh, at Chris Swindog. <laughs> Did I say at Marking Out? Probably. At, then, at Marking Out 11 on Twitter? What? I said at Marking Out 11 on Twitter? Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> it's not at Marking Out 11, it's just at Marking Out. I mean, if you want, you can follow Mark at Marking Out 11 too. <laughs> and uh, you'll, you'll probably get a bet, um, quicker response then, from them than David Rave underscore MO. Yeah, and then uh, ProWrestlingTees.com, like we said, uh, July 1st, there's going to be a sale starting, 20% off, use the code AMERICA, and uh, just check it out, MarkingOut.com. We wish you the the best best of luck in your future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Bye!